Hey family, this is James Taylor, lead pastor of the Heavenly Vision Church, where it is our vision to reach, save, strengthen, and mature. I'm glad you could tune in to this podcast today. I pray that the word will be a blessing to you and help you move towards God's will. And boldness and grace. And so we declare it to be done, and it is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Concluding our series on raised to life today. Today's today's message is entitled "Raised to Life," uh, a brief a brief theology on baptism. Uh, I, I felt it necessary to share this because many times uh, we engage in baptism simply because we're told to. Like many things in organized religion. We do it not because we have a deep sense of understanding or of uh, spiritual or prophetic unction, but we do it simply because it's been done before. Uh, you don't have to be as honest as, as I'm going to be right now, but I know why I got baptized. I got baptized because Brandy Boone and Christina Woods got baptized. Those are real people. <laughs> Those, those were two of my, of my childhood homegirls. And they were being baptized right back there in that old pool. And, and, and there were a couple of others being baptized. And I said, shoot, y'all not going to leave me behind. Baptize me too, Papa. And at around four or five, I was baptized. But I did not understand the whole reality of baptism until many years later. And so today, what I have for you, and, and our, our, uh, our creative team has this, and we'll probably post it on our website. Uh, what I'm sharing with you really is, is, is a position paper uh, that, that I have written concerning baptism. But I want to share with you in, in brief, you know, I, I have quotes from Josephus and Tertullian and Rebecca Mosley, but we won't go through all of that today. Everybody say, Phew. or as my daughter would say, fuchs. <clears throat> she really does. It's Caitlin. Anyway. Uh, I, I want to build out for us a, a understanding, a proper uh, brief theology as it relates to why we baptize. Is that all right? I, I want us to be informed as a people uh, on why we do what we do. Because there is, there is much reason for us doing what we do. Uh, but I want you, I want you to, 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 to have a firm reality of it. All throughout this month, I've been saying this statement, and I want to say it again. We are raised to life through the reality of the gospel. And that good news must be fully understood in order for new life to be fully embraced. Do you believe that? Now, in the first sermon of this series, I stated, and I believe I proved to you, that the gospel did not start in the New Testament. If you need more proof of that, just go to the podcast right now. Uh, you can go to the podcast app, or if you got Spotify, you can go to Spotify, and you can look up Sermon 1, uh, uh, Raised to Life. Uh, it is, I believe, it is Bruised Hill, right? You can, you can look up that sermon, and it will give you a full understanding of why we say the gospel did not start in the New Testament. As a matter of fact, the gospel started in Genesis chapter 3. That's, that's where the gospel started. And just like that, I, I, I need to endeavor to make another statement like this in today's discourse. Uh, 
I need you to understand that the holy ordinance of baptism uh, for, which, for which many have, have, have plunged into over the centuries and even, hallelujah, some are going to, to add to that number today and be baptized. I'm excited about that. Amen. Amen. Here, can, can I pause and just give God praise for the, for the, the, the leaders and the ministers of Heavenly Vision? Minister uh, uh, Gwendolyn Hersey, she's like a spiritual mother to me. She is a spiritual mother to me. She, she was ministering to her, her access driver, uh, ministering the gospel to him. So much to the degree that he said, well, listen, um, well, can I be baptized at your church today? And she said, you sure can, baby. And so we're going to baptize him when he gets off work today. That's how it roll. <laughs> That's how it happens. That there are many that have that have gone into this. But I need you to understand that baptism did not start with John the Baptist. It's actually a biblical rite that has its origins all the way back to the time of Moses. Let's, let's look at some scripture because y'all looking at me like y'all don't believe what I'm saying. He up in there with that foreign red shirt. I don't know where he think he's from. He ain't from Africa. He's from Compton. It, I understand. I know where I'm from. I've just been there a couple of times, and I, I love my brothers, amen. I love my sister. I'm trying to connect. I'm trying to be from Wakanda. Praise the Lord. Leviticus chapter 14, verse 1 through 8, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leprous person. For the day of his cleansing, he shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go out of the camp and the priest shall look. Then if the case of leprous disease is healed in the leprous person, the priest shall command them to take for him who is to be cleansed two live clean birds and cedar wood and scarlet yarn and hyssop. And the priest shall commit to kill one of the birds in an earthen vessel. And over fresh water or running flowing water. And he shall take the live bird with the cedar wood and the scarlet yarn and the hyssop and dip them and dip the live bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the fresh water. It's going to make sense. And he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is cleansed of the leprous disease. And he shall pronounce him clean. And shall let the living bird go in the open field. And he who is clean shall wash his clothes and shave off his hair and bathe himself in water. And he shall be clean. And after that many days he shall come into the camp but live outside his tent for seven days. This is the first idea or the concept of baptism or the baptizo that we see here. This is the, uh, 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 the submerging of one and the sprinkling of one. This is why we can't, we can't be mad at our, 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 our Catholic brothers and sisters or some others who sprinkle in baptism. Get off your high horse, you Protestants. <laughs> Amen. You can't just, oh, that ain't it, that ain't it. No, no. There, is, there, there, are, there are cases of sprinkling and immersion. In the scripture. Here we see Moses instructing Aaron the priest to do both. 
Notice what he does. He says, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to kill. Now, this is, this is powerful here. He says, I want you to kill one bird and let one bird go. But before you let the bird go, I want you to kill one bird and dip the free bird in the blood <laughs> of the sacrifice bird and let the bird go. And the reason why he, did, he does this is to signify that there had to be a sacrifice in order for there to be redemption. And I need every one of y'all to understand that you might be some pretty free birds in this building today. But you got to know that there was another bird that had to die. My God. In order for you to be free. Bird name is Jesus. And this is why we have to be plunged in the blood of Jesus. This is why the blood of Jesus has to cover us because we are indeed the free birds that get to go free. But we have to be covered with the blood of the sacrificial bird. He said, now after you do that, I want you to take them and I want you to bathe them. I want you to submerge them. I want you to immerse them in the purified waters, in the holy waters. And, and, and this, this is the waters that are running. Are, in other words, this is the stream of water. I want, you to, I want you to submerge them in that. And when they come out of the water, they will be declared clean. Here is the beginning of what we know as baptism. But is that it? Do we see it there only and, 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 and we go away? No. We see it again. We see it again. Again, I, I got I to build this case so that, we, so that we leave with a proper understanding. Go to 2 Kings chapter 5. 2 Kings chapter 5. I promise you I got more scripture than content. <laughs> 2 Kings chapter 5 verses 1 through 14. Listen what it says. It says, name it. <laughs> you with me, Mike? Huh? <laughs> name it. Commander of the army of the king of Syria was a great man. He was a master and a high favor. Because of him, the Lord gave victory to Syria. Now, you got to listen. You know Naaman was good if God decided to give a pagan kingdom victory because they had a good man. <laughs> Somebody ought to thank God for a good man. You see, a good man to make all the difference in the world. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody ought to say, if you ain't got a good man, you better say amen real loud so he come to you. <laughs> Somebody get on Twitter right now. Amen. Instagram story. Amen. Where you at? Amen. The Bible says that he was a mighty man of valor. Watch this. He was a mighty man of valor, but a leper. I got to pause parenthetically just because I'm a preacher. The reality is that every one of us have to stay humble. Every one of us have to stay submitted to the will of the Lord. Because although you may be mighty, although you may be great, although you may be fine, although you may have your own business, although your waist may be the size you want it to be now, although you may have all the money you need, although you may be driving a car you want to drive, living in the house you want to live have the job you want to have you must understand that every one of us got a butt oh you you didn't read it in the text every one of us I he said he was great you notice what the name and he was great and, and he was the best in Syria and he was a great man a valorous man a valiant man he was a man of valor the king of Syria loved him God blessed him he was great he did this he did that but 
he was a leper. Now, how many of you have allowed your head to get so big that you forget about your butt? Keep, your, keep yourself in the spirit because some of y'all are like, wait a minute, I ain't. Don't allow your head to get so big that you forget about your butt. Because all of the, listen to me, all of the good stuff that the scripture had to say about Naaman was all good, but there was a but. He was a great man. He was mighty. He was a soldier. He was, he was a captain of the army. He was a man of valor. He was a man of integrity. He was anointed. He could sing. He could preach. He could prophesy. He could play instruments. He could talk three languages. He, he was good. He was fine. He had a six pack. He had, I mean, she, she had, it was, it was nice. And it wasn't even bundles. That was her. She done trained it for 18 years. And, and this girl, she got this all the way down her back. That girl, I mean, she worked out and she was good. And she was at the top of her class. And he had, he was a valedictorian but but he was a leper and you should never allow yourself to get so haughty that you don't forget you have a butt and can I, can I, can I go a little bit deeper I'm, I'm just put my toe in it I'm not going to dive in I'm just going to put my toe in it and I'm going I'm, I'm to get on out the water we got to be very careful that we don't start looking at folk butts Like we ain't got one. Okay, amen. All right. I, I told you I wouldn't go stay there. Because some of y'all right now, some, some of y'all this week had an extended conversation about somebody else's butt. And when your butt come up, you like, what butt? So if you're going to talk about my butt, talk about your butt too. Now the Syrians... Uh, on one of their raids, this is what the scripture says in verse 2, one of their raids, they had carried off a little girl. My God, Amber Alert going off in Syria. They had taken a little girl from the land of Israel, Amber Alert going off in Israel, and she worked for the service of Naaman's wife. See, let me, I, I got to say this, Karen. Look, e even the enemy know who to get to serve him. And this is why you got to cover your children. Because the, the, the enemy knows how anointed your daughters and your sons are. The enemy knows just how much anointing is in their life right now. Even in their prepubescent state. The enemy knows how anointed they are. Even though they can't even form a full sentence yet. The enemy knows how anointed they are. That's why we have to cover them in prayer. And defend them at all costs. Says they, 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 they took the girl from Israel. And they put her in the service of Naaman's wife. And she said to her mistress, would that my Lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria. He would cure him of his leprosy. My God. <laughs> this little girl, this, this, this young damsel, uh, the scriptures teach us uh, when we study the text. Uh, so most theologians say that she was somewhere either between 9 or 13. This young girl says, says, says my lady, my mistress, uh, when, when I was in Israel, there was a prophet there. And that prophet, whoo, that prophet, that prophet had the anointing. That prophet could do some things for people. I hear the stories of how the prophet led people to healing and deliverance. If my Lord would just go to the prophet in Samaria, the prophet could heal him of his leprosy. 
Uh, so Naaman, he went and told his Lord thus and, and, and spoke the girl from the land of Israel. Hey, hey, hey my, you know, my servant girl told me uh, there's somebody around there uh, in uh, Samaria. And the king of Syria said, go. And I will send with you a letter to the king of Israel. So he went asking him for 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekel of gold, and 10 changes of clothes. He said, I'm going to give you something to go with because I know the people in Israel, you know, I know them church folk, they like stuff. <laughs> so since you go into the house of Israel, I know that they like gold, they, got, they like clothes, they like, they like money. So let me, let me give you some stuff to take with you. And I'll send you a letter too because they like to read a lot. So he went, taking with him the talents of silver, the 6,000 shekel, and the gold, and the 10 changes of clothes. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent you Naaman, my servant, that you may cure him of leprosy. Now listen, I, I put this in here because I, I, I need you to feel this weight. I need you to feel this, and I'm, a, I'm about to take some stuff off your shoulder today. Somebody going to come out of here lighter. I want you to get on the scale again after you leave church because you're going to be lighter. <laughs> Somebody like, in Jesus' name, right? And when the king of Israel read the letter, listen, listen, listen to you. When the king of Israel, you the king of Israel right now, every one of you. Everyone, I am, you, me, all of us. We the king of Israel. And when the king of Israel read this letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Only consider, see how he is seeking to quarrel with me. He's trying to pick a fight. But when Elijah, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had tore his clothes, he sent word to the king, why you tell your clothes? What's wrong with you? Calm down. Breathe. Can I help you quickly? Every prayer request that comes to your altar is not a request you got to answer. Okay, you, okay, all right, all right. Okay, <laughs> y'all good. Listen to me. Every prayer request that's given to you at your altar is not a request you have to answer. The king of Israel starts losing his mind, tearing up his clothes. What have you tore up because you couldn't do it? Come on, come on. Just, just be honest for a minute. What, 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 what are some situations you have just ripped up? I can't believe this. I can't. What, I, I ain't God. I can't do this. It's too much. Of I, 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 I quit. You're losing your whole mind off something God ain't never told you to do. You're dying right now. You're losing sleep. You lost your appetite. You got, I mean, you, you, this thing is consuming you. You at work can't even focus on your job. Your kids think you a zombie. Your man think you crazy. Your woman looking at you like, boo, come on. Prophet said, hey, man, put your clothes on. Ain't nobody told you to do nothing. And let me talk to you. Let me be Elijah for a second. Put your clothes back on. Ain't nobody told you to do nothing. Ain't nobody told you to change nobody's life. Ain't nobody told you to, to, to erect something, to fix something. And can, can, I, can I give you what, what, what he says here? Watch this. Everybody ain't trying to fight you. Did y'all read that in the text? He got an instant attitude. 
like the king of Syria was trying to fight him. I'm gone. Because some of y'all got an instant attitude when you read something on Facebook. When you read an Instagram post, when you, when, 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 you, when you read something in the text thread and you ain't even got no context, you ain't got no voice, you ain't got no tone, no tense or mood. And you done just jumped in the arms. You done just lost your whole, oh, they want to fight with they he trying to, he trying to see me? Where my guards at? Hey, hey, guards, hey, listen, because this, this. You getting all up in arms. This message ain't even for you, babe. Hey, babe, hey, babe, hey, babe. This ain't for you. Send him around by me. Here it is. I give you full permission. Y'all, my brother, he gonna see this later and he gonna, he gonna rejoice. I give you full permission to send folk clear off. God bless you. Where I'm, where, I'm, where I'm on Beyonce people. Y'all know y'all didn't watch Homecoming to the Hey, that's not mine. I'm not your God. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not the one. I'm doing my part. I'm, I'm stewarding Israel. I'm being a good king. And, and, and I need to talk to somebody in here. Just keep being a good king. Keep being a good queen. Keep running your house. Keep taking care of your business. Keep covering your wife. Keep covering your children. Keep covering your husband. Keep doing the things that God has called you to do. And anything that comes across you that is not within your wheelhouse or your ability to do, allow God to get it to the proper person. See, some of us, we just in certain group messages that we, we just have to observe some of them. You see, I, I'm in about 18 group messages right now, and there's some stuff that come across, I automatically know that ain't for me. Oh, I, listen, listen, my bishop, sometimes y'all, my, my bishop James Anderson Ross, I love you, bishop. My bishop, he, sometimes he come across us, and, and, and we in the UCC text thread, and he'll say, brethren, now... And I'd be like, oh, he's not talking to me. <laughs> That's not for me. That's for somebody else. Because I know what I'm doing. Can I, can I give this to you before I leave you? If you know what you're doing, keep doing it. Talk to me for a second. Come on. If you know what you do. Now, listen. If it's convicting you and cutting you, it's for you. That was your message. That was you. That was you. But if you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, Go, go to England for a minute. Keep calling and carry on. He says, send them to me. I'm all in the text. Y'all forgive me. Then Elijah, verse 10, Elijah sent, sent messenger to him saying, uh, okay, okay, uh, uh, Naaman, here's what I want you to do. He sends his, sermon, his servant to him and says, go wash in the Jordan. It's going to make sense. <laughs> go wash in the Jordan seven times your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman was angry and went away saying, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call upon the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand <laughs> and place care and cure, excuse me, for my leprosy. Naaman, 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 Naaman want Elijah to come out and do the whipping Nene or something. He want to, you know, he would just, you know, he wanted to come and, you know, just woe on him. Listen, wait a minute. You asking too much. I'm finna, I'm finna, I'm finna hurt somebody. Some of us, we too complicated to get delivered. 
I know I'm preaching on baptism. I know, I know. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. No, seriously, seriously. Some, some of us are too complicated. We too complicated to get delivered. Because if God told you to kill 17 rams, where am I going to find a ram today? I don't even, do they sell them at, you know, Petco? Where am I going to find 10 goats, 17 turtle doves, and take them to the altar? You'd be like, oh, Lord. But he'd tell you something simple like, say, I'm sorry. He'd say something simple like, stop texting them. you like, wait a minute, God, what you mean? I mean, you know, we've been in life together for 10 years, and... We got kids together. I can't just stop texting. I can't. You too complicated to get delivered. You then came to Jerusalem. And so I'm going to tell you to go to the most local pool. The most local body of water. That's Jordan. You ain't even got to go to the Dead Sea. You ain't got to go to the Mediterranean. You ain't even got to go all the way back. Just go right here to the River Jordan. Right around the corner. Go on to the Jordan. Submerge yourself, emerge yourself, baptize yourself seven times, get in the water seven times, and you'll be clear. Say what? I just knew he was going to get the oil, he was going to put on the ephod, and he was going to come out, and he was going to, he's oh God, he, I mean, you wanted everything. You come on, you wanted me to put on my full robes. You know, you wanted the cassock, the shamir, the censure, the rochette, the tippet, the saketo. Put your bishop ring on, put your cross on, do it all. Because I need to be delivered. But you told me to do something simple. And can I prophesy to somebody quickly? Your deliverance is on the other side of simple. Somebody going to get delivered on Wednesday afternoon and you going to shout in your car because you decided just to do the simple thing. And on the other side of simple is delivered. When you get clean when I got simple. <laughs> he said, look at verse 12. He said, he said, I, I, I would have went to Abana or, 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 or Philfar, I, the river of Damascus. I would have went to all of them rivers. I, I would have traveled many miles to the nice rivers. Isn't that water over there better than the water in Israel? I don't want this purified spring water. Can I get a vase? Can I get a Fiji? Can I get a Pellegrini? I mean, what you got, man? This, this the water you want me to, to bathe in? This the water you want me to baptize myself in? But notice, here, here it is. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm certain, I'm certain that everybody needs somebody in their life. Watch this. Naaman was angry. He went away and he said all these things. Watch this. Uh, look, look at the end in, in of verse 12. He says, could not I wash in one of them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. But his servant, this, this, look in 13. And I pray that every one of y'all got a 13 friend. I pray every one of y'all have a 13 assistant. I pray every one of y'all have a 13 staff person. I pray every one of y'all have a 13 co-worker, a 13 bestie, a 13 BFF. Listen, listen, who, listen, listen to what 13 says. But his servant came near to him and said, um, my father, 
You know, real, real, real polite, like, my father, you know, you know, <laughs> I love Didi, father, <laughs> real polite, uh, father, listen, um, if he gave you some great words, and, and if the prophet spoke great things, would you not do it? If he told you to do some great stuff, would you not do it? Has he actually said to you, wash and be clean? I pray in the name of Jesus, every one of y'all got one of them people in your life. Notice he come to him real humble like, real humble like, Father. Now if he told you to do something crazy, would you do it? All he told you to do was go in the water around the corner and get in. Nothing crazy. He didn't tell you to break down the walls. He didn't tell you to go and do nothing, nothing extravagant. All you got to do is go down to the water. And, he, and watch this. As great as a man as Naaman is, or was rather, and as frustrated as he was, he listened. I got to talk to somebody in here. Don't you let your station cause you to stop listening. Oh, somebody going somebody to put that in their bosom. Listen, don't you let your station stop you from listening. I don't care how high you are. I don't care what your pay grade is. I don't care what the name on, the, on your parking space, your door, or your desk say. I need you to understand that none of us are beyond listening. And notice, this wasn't the king that talked to him. This was his servant. This was somebody that was beneath him. This is someone that looked for, to him as a father. He says, Father, if the king told you to do something great, you'd probably do that. Or if the prophet, rather, told you to do something great, you would do it. So, so why not just go and baptize yourself? Get in the River Jordan. He came to himself. Verse 14, I love verse 14. As loud as he was and as all that argument, all that yeah, 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 all that whoop de whoop whoop, you know. 14. So he went down. <laughs> and I pray, watch this. I pray a 14 anointing over every one of you. I pray so you go down. I pray so you go down to whatever you need to go down to so that you can come up clean again. I pray, I pray, I pray that you get over yourself and over the grandeur of who you are and you submit yourself to whatever the process is. I pray you. So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the river Jordan according to the word of the man of God and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I wish somebody would just begin to rejoice for the fact that as you obey the simple instructions, God is about to deliver you. God is about to cleanse you. God is about to restore you like a child. The scripture is descriptive. It says he restored his flesh like a child's flesh. It's like, it's like, 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 like a baby's skin. You're going to be up here soft. Like, man, what was you exfoliating your whole body? Like, goodness. You ever shake somebody's hand, got real nice hands? You're like, man, you ain't did no work, huh? You just out here exfoliating on a daily. <laughs> but now, a question has to be asked. Why did the prophet in 1 Kings do different than the priests were called to do in Leviticus? 
Listen, the prophet did it one way, and the king, uh, uh, the priest rather, in Leviticus did it a different way. Here's, here's why. And you need the priest and the prophet. You need both of them. But here's, here's why the priest did it one way and the prophet did another. The priest did it the way they did it because priests operate off of instruction. The prophet did it the way he did it because prophets work off of inspiration. <laughs> Somebody go catch this. Listen, this is why you need the priest and the prophet. Because sometimes we can't even follow the simple instructions. But then there's other times that we need to have the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to tell me what do I need to do right now today. I ain't got time to get no turtle doves. I ain't got time to go find the sprinkle and the hyssop. Wait, they sell hyssop anyway. I ain't got time to go find no yarn. Michael's is closed today. I just need to know what to do today. Prophet, tell me what I need to do. says, dip in the river Jordan. Baptize yourself. Now after that, we hear nothing more for the concept of baptism until we are introduced to the radical son of Zacharias, whose name is John. Now, when we study the life of John, he traded in his bequeathed ephod. His daddy was Zacharias, and everybody, when Elizabeth was born, everybody just knew that they were going to name him Zacharias like his daddy. He was going to be Bar Zacharias, son of Zacharias, because he was going to be a priest just like his daddy. I bet you Elizabeth was already knitting the ephod, like, yeah, he could be so cute in this. Oh, I can't wait, little Zacharias. But the Lord had a different plan for him. And I feel like i got to pause parenthetically for the children that ain't born yet and just say this. Let God prepare a way for your child. I know you want him to do some stuff. I know you want him to go somewhere. I know you got some plans that you didn't fulfill that you want to fulfill vicariously through your child. But i got to tell you that there is a plan that God has already set forth for them. And all you need to do is be obedient to hear the Lord so that you can train them up in the way that they should go. He says, he traded in his ephod for something very interesting. Instead of wearing the ephod and being a priest, he decides to pick up the mantle of Elisha. That's what Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 through 8 tells us, that, that, that instead of him going into the lineage of the priesthood like his daddy, he decides, I'm going to be a prophet. Not because he wants to, but because that's what God had already put in him. Can I help somebody quickly? Some of the things, now, now some stuff your children, they talking, they just being crazy. I'm a Superman, mommy. I'm <laughs> I got proof to show you, Joey is not Spider-Man, but when he was three, he thought he was. He thought he was, and he jumped off the second flight of stairs, and his teeth went through his mouth to prove that he was not Spider-Man. <laughs> I made him get on, that, this is how far away it was, I made him get on social cam, y'all remember that? <laughs> Tell social cam what you did, Joey. I bust my lip, I'll butt to be Spider-Man. <laughs> Tell him you ain't Spider-Man. Tell the kids. <laughs> Tell your little friends. <laughs> Listen, some of the stuff they say you can dismiss, but there are some things that come out of your children's mouths. 
that are proof positive of the very destiny that God has built into their life. And so some things you can dismiss, but when that little baby begins to speak and stuff that's way above their age and their station, you better begin to write those things in your heart and say, wait a minute, my baby didn't got an image of who they are in the spirit. He, he says, okay, listen, we're not going to name you. We're not going to name you Zacharias. We're not going to name you Bar Zacharias, but we're going to name you John. And because his name is John, the Bible says that he, he began to take up Elijah's mantle. And when John starts his ministry, he chooses at a location the same river that Elijah performed his first miracle. Don't miss this. This is important because it was at the river Jordan when Elijah was translated and Elisha caught his mantle. It was the same river that Elijah took his mantle and sucked the river and walked over on dry land. You got to start where somebody else has stopped. I, I, don't, I don't know who I'm talking to in here, but if you're trying to be successful, every trail doesn't have to be blazed. Some trails just have to be followed. Listen, I, I know, I know some, some of you have wasted years of your life trying to be a trailblazer. Can I deliver somebody? Can I free somebody? You were not called to be a trailblazer. You were called to be a trail. And here's the blessing. I don't have to fight the same fights. Notice what he does. When Elijah catches the mantle from Elijah, he goes in reverse. Because you got to go back. If you want to. Oh my God, I, I, I can't, I can't. Somebody like, what did this have to do with baptism though? So he starts his ministry at the place where Elijah was. Hmm. The same river that Joshua parted so that the children of Israel could get to the promised land. The same river that Naaman washed in. The river Jordan. Now the question is why? Because it would be the place where the, excuse me, where the miracle and the mystery of the Old Testament would meet the miracle and the manifestation of the New Testament. There are miracles on the Old Testament and there are miracles on the New Testament. But the reason why he chose Jordan, because there was still mystery in the Old Testament and there's manifestation in the New Testament. So he says, I need to go back to the river Jordan and start my ministry so that I can bring in the miracles of the old and the miracles of the new and take the mystery and bring manifestation. If I had time, if I had time, I don't. But if I had time, I would take you all the way to the wedding at Cana. Where Jesus took the, the six jars of the purification water which represented a type of baptism because if anybody came to the feast unclean they would they would douse them with the purification water to purify them so that they could walk into the feast if I had time I would tell you that he took the water and he turned it into wine at a marriage feast to marry the two ordinances of the church because there's one ordinance of water baptism and the other ordinance is wine of communion and he took the water and the wine and he united it in a wedding. Yeah. 
but I, I don't have time. I don't have time to go there. You have to study that for yourself. And so he had to have the mystery of the Old Testament meet the manifestation of the New Testament. See, this is why you can't throw off everything old. Because manifestation don't mean nothing if you ain't got the foretold mystery. And some of you, watch this, some of you are overlooking the very real manifestation in your life right now because you, you, you too lazy to study your history. Ooh, I'm already over my time. Let's go home. I got, I got, I got, I got one more scripture I got to give you because, because it is, it is, it is in this place where, 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 where the manifestation, ah, of every ministry takes place for the New Testament. And furthermore, finally, it, was, it would serve as the inauguration site of Jesus' ministry. I got one more, one more, one more, one more verse for you. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17, it says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to John to be baptized of him. And John would, would prevent him saying, I have need to be baptized of you. But you come to me? But Jesus answered and said, let it be so. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And some, some translations say so that the prophets may be fulfilled. The reason why he chose this location is because this is what has been prophesied over me. Some of us need to understand that there are some spaces you need to go into just because God said you would be there. And even though you may not like it, it may not be your cup of tea, it may not match your swag. You need to understand, it may not match your swag, but it fits your destiny. And since it fits your destiny, you better sit your behind down and get in that water. I know it looked like honey. I know it ain't the cleanest. I know it's not like Fiji. But get right there where God has called you to be. This, this, is, this is the very thing that God has called us to do. And in closing, so then we ask ourselves, why do we baptize? Why, why do we baptize? We baptize beyond the myriad of biblical mandates to do so. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 through 20. Acts chapter 22 verse 16. Romans chapter 6 verses 1 through 18. If you read all of those scriptures, you would understand that there are many biblical reasons why we should do so. But to sum them all up, we should be baptized as an act of solidarity to Christ. We should be baptized in obedience to the Father. And we should be baptized to have unity with the Holy Spirit. If I had time, I'd tell you what Tertullian said. But in a nutshell, he says, listen, it's not that there's any power in the water. It's power in the God who hovers over the water. It's power in the God that put the water in its place. Josephus said, listen, the only reason why they killed John was because they understood that he had an intrinsic connection 
to the prophets of old. And, the, and listen, he, they, say, they say the reason why they killed John because they knew that it should not be a voice tethering them to their past. Because if there was a voice tethering them to their past, then they would be able to know their future. So we baptize as an act of solidarity to Christ. We baptize to be obedient to the Father. We baptize to be in union. With the Holy Spirit. Do you receive this truth today? Did we give you a brief theology of baptism today? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your teaching. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your scripture. And so we pray now in the name of Jesus that even as there are those who will take the step to be baptized today, that as they do so, they will have firm understanding of the very reason why they go down in that water. And that as they rise from the water, they rise in union with the Holy Spirit. They rise in union with the finished work of Jesus Christ. They, they, they immerse their self into a ah, multi-generational grace of those who have said, I will do as he has done. And so, Father, just as the Spirit descended upon Jesus on the other side of his baptism, allow the Spirit to descend upon us. Give us identity. Give us clarity. Give us wisdom and insight as it relates to our destiny that we may move forward. We declare it to be done, and it is so. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I hope you were blessed by that word. Now, as you go back to doing whatever you need to do, remember this. God loves you and we love you too. Let's stay connected. Visit us at hvcla.com.